You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, I will say this, that uh, the spring game is is not going to be on the 18th of April and most probably will not occur at all. Uh, I hate to say that. Uh, we've got so many fans that that's their only opportunity to see the Huskers, but we've also been drawing close to 90,000 fans for a spring game, and that's far more than uh, uh, is being allowed or recommended by a variety of sources. So uh, most most probably we will, there won't be a spring football game on the 18th, most probably not one at all. I think in a perfect world, if we can get our arms around the, the uh, virus and, and people can, can uh, start to to uh, feel comfortable in our environment and where we're at. Maybe we could get those 13 practices back in June or so during summer school. Hopefully that would be the case. And and welcome here to this very unique edition of the Husker Online Show. Um, guys, it's our, what, five-year anniversary or six-year? Five. Five years. So we've been on the air every week. We have not taken one week off for the last five years. We take a lot of pride in bringing you a weekly Husker podcast and when you know there's not a lot to talk about we still find something to talk about and this week um, a lot to talk about unfortunately not a lot of good news and you heard Bill Moose there it is now official Nebraska's red white spring game on April uh, 18th has been officially canceled um, meaning you know not going to be rescheduled to later in May or June Uh, the plug has been pulled Um, Sean Callahan Robin Washett Nate Klaus as um, we're all shut down. I mean, everybody is locked in. Um, we're taking a risk here coming in and taping a show, I guess, as a group. But, um, you know, the coronavirus has shut down our country. It shut down our city. It shut down our state, restaurants, the campus, the schools, um, and Nebraska football. And, you know, here we are now, guys, as you heard Bill Moose. Nobody really knows what's next. Uh, what Nebraska does have 13 spring practices that they have to have. Um, and I can tell you, Nebraska is going to fight like hell to get those in whenever they can get them in. And maybe June, who knows when it's going to be, as you heard Bill Moose. Um, but there's just so many unknowns and to get, you know, it's hard to even get too far ahead of yourself because we're all just trying to get through each day right now. Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, on our Tuesday chat, you know, we do that weekly chat. A lot of questions were all these hypotheticals about, you know, what could happen, you know, a few months from now or in the summer, even into, into the fall. And we have no idea. No one has any idea. Literally no one on earth has an idea what's going to go on. I mean, last week was the longest year of my life. It felt like with uh, just how much happened in such a short amount of time. And, and you how, had a kid, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Robin. Congratulations. Rob. And yeah, that, that happened too. Uh, <laughs> and it, so, I mean, just the, the speed and how dramatic everything was over the span of three or four days, really, um, you know, by the mid middle of last week uh, on through the weekend. Uh, I mean, the, the dominoes that fell were incredible and it was almost overwhelming to try and keep up with everything that was going on, not only in the sports world, not only with Nebraska, but globally and, you know, with our country. And so, I mean, uh, it is literally a, not even day to day, it's like hour to hour, uh, just monitoring where this thing is going to go, how bad it's going to get and what type of time frame we're potentially looking at as to uh, when a return to normalcy will actually happen. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about it is nine times out of ten when something happens, you can draw back on a past experience or look back and say, well, you know, last time this happened, this is this is what happened, and these are steps that were taken, and this is how everything kind of unfolded. Well, I mean, nobody, literally nobody has any idea, um, you know, what's next. And, you know, I I'm kind of approaching it like it's it's going to get worse before it gets better type of deal. So I'm, I'm and I don't know maybe that's just me not wanting to get my hopes up that sports are going to be back soon and and things are going to be back to normal here in just a matter of weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I think me personally, I think best case scenario is that they are able to resume spring practices in June and maybe things slowly start to get back to normal here in in the next couple months or whatever. But um, you know, that's, it, it is crazy. This is, it's completely uncharted territory for everybody. Um, you know, and, and even the people that are having to make the tough decisions as far as shutting things down and canceling sports or postpone, postponing, uh, practices or suspending, you know, the, 
you know, spring practice or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, these they're they're having to make very very tough decisions as well. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as as we discuss really the week that's been um, not only in Nebraska, the whole world, the whole country, and. You know, I, I go back to last Wednesday, guys, um, at, at about 11.35 a.m., Eric Crouch was inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame, and we're all like, oh, wow, we got something to kind of carry the news day with. And then by about noon, um, the, the the mayor of Lincoln, uh, Larry and Bear, and, and you know, other officials said no fans at state basketball. And that was really the first thing I thought, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, that they made that call that early but then it just trickled down. I mean, I'll, I'll give the city of Lincoln and Lancaster County a lot of credit. They were way ahead of everybody else. And then it just all kind of went down. And then once, you know, the NBA, NBA player got confirmed, it took four minutes for the NBA to cancel their or to, mm-hmm. to postpone or cancel their season at that point. And then everything just went. I mean, that once the NBA players were infected, everything just fell right down with it at that point. Yeah, and then later that night, Fred Hoiberg's on the sideline in Indianapolis. Yeah. About the worst like timing ever. Over. And yeah, it was only the f- only influenza A, the worst flu you can get. But uh, I mean, just the speculation was just going wild on social media. And uh, I mean, you're just basically presuming that whatever the worst possible case scenario was going to be was happening. I mean, just with the way that those few hours went uh it was unbelievable and so i mean that 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 feels like three months ago when you think about <laughs> it i mean like we're, we're sitting here in the middle of the a week after that and uh it just feels like that was a, a total lifetime ago which is how much has happened since then uh which was a pretty dramatic 24 hours in itself it's, it's it is nuts i mean um the whole landscape of sports has has changed so much in just a week where you know, I, I think uh, you know, the only, really, the only like legitimate sports that are taking place. I know the the, the Turkish Turkish soccer league had a game today. Yeah, Ty Webster's still playing basketball. Former oh, Husker. Okay, yeah, he's not happy so, about it. Yeah, European. You guys get into marble basket. marble racing. Yeah, marble. Yet? I was going to say like people <laughs> people are like resorting to to YouTubing these marble races, which actually are are kind of interesting, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're that hard up for something to to watch and and uh, cheer for, I guess. But it is it is it's crazy just how how ridiculous uh, uh, things are right now. I mean, uh, aside from that, I mean, you there's like esports or whatever, but I have no idea what that even UFC still really going. Is. No, they they got oh they did too they postponed too yeah oh officially because I know Dana White was moving it around yeah, different they're, states they're working but right now they have no venues v- no yeah no venues and so they're they've like postponed three dates um they you know last weekend they had their their deal in Brazil which was in front of a I mean, no crowd right. there or whatever and um, and now they have had to at least suspend or postpone the uh, the next three dates that they had on the on their card. We get a lot of people ask, well, what are you guys going to do? What's that? You know what we're going to do? We're going to try to obviously operate business as usual. I, we, we won't have the same amount of things going on, whether it's Husker baseball or football, but there's still a story to tell on all this. And, you know, Husker Online, we're going to be there um, to tell you that story. Um, we've got a lot of content we've saved. Um, you know, it's kind of it's like we're a, a, a dam and we can release as much water as we want at any time. We've got a lot of water behind the dam still that we can release. And uh, we have got a lot of things that we're going to keep doing and bringing you. It obviously won't be the same um, in some respects, uh, but we know that Husker Online is a place for a lot of you fans um, and uh, us and everybody to go on and, and just talk. And, and, and Nebraskans that want to get on and talk about the issue and you know a premium form environment that's a little bit more monitored and controlled um so you know we we don't plan to stop we, we plan to have regular content um uh, as far as our core pieces go each week um you know some of it may be a little bit lighter than normal but you know guys i mean there's still going to be news that's going to happen here over the next several weeks well, always remember that phones still work even during quarantine and the ncaa is allowing coaches to use those phones for phone calls and text messages to recruit players, and we are a recruiting site. That's our bread and butter. And so our job really, uh, outside of you know not being able to cover visits, really, I mean, there's still communication, there's still progress being made on the recruiting front. Uh, so the reason that the majority of our subscribers are Husker Online subscribers, you're still gonna get that content. I mean, there's still going to be news on the recruiting front that will be reported daily and we'll give you anything we can get uh, as it comes. Yeah, just because it's a newly mandated dead period doesn't mean that there's no recruiting that's taking place. And 
Um, and just this, I mean, just this week, there's been new offers that have gone out. Nebraska there's, basketball got to commit on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, didn't even need to visit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. There's there's definitely plenty of stuff kind of happening behind the scenes, and like you said, Robin, the the phones still work. All right, guys. Well, we're going to continue that discussion uh, about what's going on and what's next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, you look at some schools who uh, in, around the country that started spring, ball, uh, spring football very early, maybe down in the SEC, and they also went to a, a bowl game. So they may have 30 more practices than a lot of other schools or 28 more than the University of Nebraska. And that's a, uh, a heck of an advantage that we need to recoup somewhere. Um, and I say that because if they were in a bowl game, they're going to get 15. They're in spring football, they're going to get 15. There's a total of 30, of which we've now had two. We've got to have that discussion, which uh, I believe will be included in our uh, talks early tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll get a better feel for what uh, my colleagues are thinking along, uh, along those lines. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and A. Klaus. That was Husker Athletic Director Bill Moose on the Husker Sports Network during a um, his monthly radio appearance, a very timely monthly radio appearance this past Monday. And, you know, he opened up the can that, hey, you know what, we might have spring football in June. And me being the ultimate optimist that I like to be, uh, I said, hey, you know what, this actually could be a good thing. You might be able – to get your newcomers, all of your enrollees, um, 13 practices. And whether that's two weeks, three weeks of practice that you could um, get, um, you know, we just don't know what kind of leeway you're going to get. But to me, it would be important that you'd probably do it in early June because you want to have some separation if spring ball goes that late between fall camp. I, I heard some people suggest just extend fall camp 13 more. I don't think that's a good idea. That's That'd just, be a grind. That's just way too much. You've got to have kind of a natural break um, and at least give you two weeks, if not three, to get those 13 practices in. I know they wanted to coincide it with uh, summer conditioning too, so I'm sure that that's probably part of the reason uh, June was, was thrown in there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, you can't stagger them too close together, but obviously, you know, you got to – it's hot in July, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, I guess there's a lot of logistics that still need to be worked out there. But uh, but honestly, given the circumstances, still being able to get 13 practices in as a football program, uh, you take that any day, whenever it comes. Uh, especially, like you said, with so many important players that wouldn't have been here this spring, now you get a chance to get them, uh, get their legs under them a little bit going into fall camp to where um, not only are they getting 13 practices in, they're going to get a little break for some you know, retention, and then they're going to come back, and there won't be that big layoff between April and August. So, you know, in the end, I mean, assuming uh, you knock on wood and all that stuff, this this all goes, uh, it goes away eventually, uh, that could be a, a fairly – nice fallback option uh you know given kind of where we thought things were going just you know a few days ago yeah there's no doubt that would be the silver lining of all this is if those newcomers are able to to get their feet wet and, and get some practice time under their belt uh before fall you know before the grind of fall camp kind of starts um you know we're, we've been talking talking a lot about flattening the curve right so uh, you could flatten the the learning curve with a bunch of those newcomers if if uh, spring ball does resume in june uh, but yeah, I mean, how logistically how that would happen, and and you know, would it coincide with camps or whatever? I mean, that's that's uh, you know, there's a lot of big questions that still need to be answered there. But um, yeah, you you do hope that they're able to find a way to to finish those practices out and and kind of get those under their belt. Yeah, the big thing though is losing that red white game. I mean, we we know what that's meant to Nebraska really since oh four oh five when. Um, you know, Steve Peterson and guys like Tim Cassidy really circled that as a big recruiting springboard event. And it's been that way since uh, as Nebraska has had the best spring game year in and year out. And we just won't know long term. And we'll talk more about that in our recruiting segment. Um, but just those practices in general, you know, I would expect I, will it be an NCAA call? Will it be a conference call to me? I, I think considering the circumstances, they should just say, hey, everybody can get their 15 in when they want to get them in once we're obviously 
in the safe zone if we get to the safe zone in June or July. I just think that's the only way you can do this. I don't know if you can say we're going to do it on this window because everybody's summer schools and things are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about funding, scholarship checks, stipend checks. Um, you know, there's even a May, uh, a three week May pre-session. You could have guys on campus then as well. And I know a lot of the guys do get here, Nate, for the, the May pre-session now. Um, you know, Nebraska typically only let let their guys before go home for about 10 days uh, before the May pre-session started up. Right. Yeah, a lot of those newcomers, uh, especially, you know, they, they didn't show up until that first week in June. And um, over the last year or two, they've been – a lot of those newcomers uh, that have been able to at least have, have showed up early or you've had, you know, the players, regular, you know, the players that have already been on campus do that pre-session and, and uh, you know, already taking classes and, and going through workouts and whatnot about three weeks earlier than normal. So, um, yeah, I mean – I don't know how you would work it into July necessarily, given given you know how that's typically been kind of a dead month as far as practices go and and recruiting goes and and really all football activities are, are kind of July has always kind of been off limits. But um, you know who knows? Pretty much anything's got to be on the table. I think you right just got to Robert. I think you just got to rework what you do. Like right now, if you're coaches. You're doing advanced scouting, as my guess, on your opponents. You're yeah. looking at Purdue. You're studying Bob Diaco's defensive stuff. You're 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 going through South Dakota State, Cincinnati. I said that Bob Diaco thing with a straight face too, by the way. Um, <laughs> Impressive. Um, <laughs> you're going through Central Michigan. You're going through Illinois. You're doing your your pre-advanced scout work now because you may not have that normal time that you'd have in June to do it. Yeah, I mean, basically, you just got to rework your calendar to maximize every day that you have and. This is a perfect opportunity when people are telling you to do nothing but stay inside and start studying, <laughs> stare at screens. You know, you might as well watch some film, break down some opponents and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to just do what you can at this point. And, you know, that's something you'll have to do eventually. And so, you know, kind of you know, maximize whatever opportunities you have. And I think that is probably at the forefront of uh, what they're able to do right now, just given kind of where, especially a team like Nebraska is um, with how in flux their roster is well and, and i'd imagine they're doing the same type of deal with their players too with their position groups and you know if if today would have been a install of a certain part of the offense or going over a certain you know certain part of the offense uh, that they're probably still sending that out on on the ipads whether it be through huddle or or whatever um you know and kind of making sure their guys are are you know, keeping their nose in the playbook and, and keeping fresh with things as well. About half the athletes have left campus. I mean, if you're a first-year student, you almost have no choice but to leave because you're living on on-campus housing, um, so you, you have nowhere to stay at that point. Uh, but the training table remains open, but as a to-go, grab-and-go thing, the weight room remains open, but there can be no instruction. Um, I think there there'll, there'll be supervision um, is what Bill Moose said, right, Robin? But yeah. no, no, no coaching, no instruction. Um, you know, so I'd imagine you'll have some guys lifting, but you know how that is. I mean, some people when they work out need direction. Most people do. Um, it's very, very difficult to go in the gym on your own in any situation and get the same kind of workout. Yeah, it would be surprising to me if you know Nebraska and every other school at least that has an open weight room uh, would provide some sort of like program to follow. Like you know, this is. You know, organize yourself into groups and this is what you're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, stuff like that, to where at least there's some sort of like marked out schedule of how to keep yourself in football shape uh, as we kind of have this uh, indefinite uh, leave of absence right now from actually being together as a team. A Zach Duvall Peloton screen in the weight room that just goes over and over and over again that's got to be legal right i mean mean, might as well yeah i mean you got tvs in there just start running running a workout video on loop and have steps and if you walk in on step two you're on step two and you just do them all and i don't know you could probably sell that later hey heck yeah husker (laughs) fans would go nuts over that zach duvall peloton by the by a husker workout program on demand husker power on demand zach duvall on demand Boyd Epley would have to be involved in that, too. You'd have to call it War Daddy or something. War Daddy on demand. War Daddy on demand. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, today, I mean, working out in your house, I mean, when you haven't, I did it today. I'm like, God, I I missed my gym. It's terrible. I got my Monday in and they closed it down. It was a lot different working out. There's still some gyms that are operating um, as of recording time. So, uh, I don't know necessarily if I'd feel comfortable going in there. I mean, just given how honestly, a gym is be like the last place I'd want yeah, to be. Just a bunch of like sweat and bodily fluid. Like, how do you keep a gym everything. clean? Yeah, I know bleach. 
Well, the reason yeah. a lot of these gyms are doing that is if they close, then you, you freeze um, membership accounts. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have to. So the money they're losing, they just want to lose that money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably only 20% maybe of your members are going to go, if less than that um, anyway. So, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. Well, let's we're going to take a break here, and we'll come back, Robin, and let's talk Nebraska basketball. Um, we'll pick up the pieces, the roster talk. Hey, they got to commit. They did. And we'll the re- discuss the rebuild that. continues. And so we'll, we'll, we got a lot to talk about. And you went to state basketball um, yeah. and you were one of the very few VIPs in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, so we'll get your thoughts on state basketball as well. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Fred and I, in our conversations, uh, early on knew that this was going to be a challenging season a lot of new faces on the court i thought we competed hard the conference was extremely tough this year again it's too bad that we didn't uh, have the march madness national tournament nc2a tournament because we uh, could have had a record number of uh, schools involved in that this year that being said we had tremendous talent that uh, was sitting on the bench we're not eligible that uh, now are for the coming season we've got uh, some really impressive recruits that uh, are committed to us and I really feel good about where we're going and welcome back here to the Husker Line show Sean Callahan Robin Washat that was Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose on his monthly radio show on the Husker Sports Network chiming in about just the basketball season which as we know was not pretty in a lot of respects um, but Robin, you know, a lot still has been going on with this roster. Uh, as of taping time here, though, Tuesday, no player meetings um, as far as potential roster movement at this time. No, and a lot of that is because uh, those meetings were supposed to happen on Monday uh, when everybody got back from, you know, kind of Indianapolis and you know, kind of having time to breathe a little bit. But with all that's happened uh, from that loss in Indy to to Monday. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of influx right now. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that aren't even in town. Uh, you know, Kevin Cross is back in Arkansas. Deshaun Burke's in New Jersey. Cam Max in Austin. Uh, and so, I mean, there's the, a lot of guys that need to have very important um, in-person conversations with Fred Hoiberg that just aren't even here. And so I think that's going to kind of delay any potential roster movement we might see, um, you know, until that situation kind of gets figured out. But, you know, I think that's just inevitable. Once those conversations do have you'll happen, you'll start to see uh, some movement with some guys leaving. Because right now, um, you know, they, I guess, depending on what happens with Cam Mack, they're one over um, with their scholarship uh, limitation uh, for next season. And so, you know, they, they got some, they got to create some room and it's going to be more than one guy. I would imagine right now, and I, I think I said this last week, but, Right now, the only guys I feel confident saying we'll be back next year are Thor Year, Thorbjorn Arshin, and Ivan Wagerolgo. After that, it's a toss-up for, for every, every other scholarship player that was active uh, last season. And, man, uh, they are picking up some guys named Kobe. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, you got two Kobe's added here that were both double-digit scores. Kobe King, as we talked about weeks ago from Wisconsin, um, what, 12 points a game at Wisconsin? In Big Ten play, he averaged 10 for the season. He was second-leading scorer. But then, you know, they get another guy um, on Saturday, um, hours before, by the way, you had your baby. Um, so you, you, <laughs> I hope that all didn't I hope I hope that all it timed all, out. It all timed out perfectly. But you get Kobe Webster um, from Western Illinois. Yeah, Kobe Webster, a three year starter. So here's the interesting thing. He's a grad transfer, um, but he's only going to be a fourth year senior next year. He's was so far ahead academically that he graduated from Western Illinois um, after three years. And so he made himself immediately eligible. Uh, and, you know, obviously with everything going on, he was never able to visit, uh, Nebraska or anywhere else after, you know, announcing his decision to leave WIU. But it worked out pretty conveniently that, uh, he's a native of Indianapolis and Nebraska just so happened to be in Indianapolis last week. And so on Tuesday night, Fred um, Hoiberg and Matt Abdelmasi met with Kobe at, at a restaurant and had a like two hour sit down conversation and really laid out uh, their whole sales pitch. And uh, that was more than enough to make Kobe pull the trigger on Friday. Um, he decided to you know, go ahead and go through with it. And 
um, you know, announced his commitment on Saturday. So it, uh, and it moved quickly, but, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. He's a combo guard that can play the point and, uh, and the two. He averaged 17 points per game. He was the team's leading scorer the past two seasons. Uh, and he thinks that really his playmaking ability wasn't ever able to kind of be shown at Western Illinois, just kind of for what they did schematically. And with Fred Hoiberg, he thinks that that will allow him to have much more freedom to really showcase his abilities. So smart kid, uh, and I think he'll be a valued addition and immediately uh, make an impact next season. And, Robin, if you study Matt Abdelmazi and and his places he's been, Iowa State and St. John's, year ones at both places were just like what Nebraska went through. St. John's had a terrible year one with Chris Mullen as well. But St. John's, was by year two, they were a tournament team. Yeah, and so and that's the formula. You basically kind of sacrifice year one and just try to get through it um, and using that first recruiting class to stockpile for year two. And so Nebraska obviously did that with the three sit-out guys, um, you know, and they kind of operated under the assumption that they were going to have more room available as the season went on. And you can just see how that worked out with um, the way their recruiting went down um, over the few months of the season. And um, now they're not done yet. Like I said, uh, Kobe Webster puts them at 14 scholarship players, including Cam Mack and not including Charlie Easley. So, um, you know, they, they've got some, some shifting to do, and I don't think they're done yet. I would imagine there'll be at least one more uh, player that will play next year added. And then with that, whatever many spots are opened up after that, you're probably looking at um, you know some transfers or maybe even some re- uh, red shirts, some true freshman red shirts that are going to come in uh, to fill out the rest of those scholarships. Boy, when you go back and we're not even talking about the Indiana game because it's it's obviously not really yeah, we, part of the story. We don't need to talk about that. Game. But just the um, thought of even having two football players on the basketball team. So get this: there was a point, there was a point in that game when Nebraska's number two or three quarterback threw a pick and roll dish to the number two left tackle for who got fouled on a layup with the former head coach coaching on the sideline and another former head coach providing analysis on Big Ten Network. Like that was all happening and that was the least weird thing about that night. When you th- I mean, that puts into context as much of anything. I mean, that was like a side note. When any other moment in time, that's like one of the biggest stories in this program's history. And so it's just just shows you how crazy things. Now, have is been. there? I mean, is there any backstory there of why Frost was so okay with allowing the football guys to play? Because you know there aren't a lot of football coaches that would just go for that on such a short notice. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is you know, Frost has shown that he's willing to do whatever he can to help other sports and he and Fred have a really great relationship. If you remember on the opening press conference, Frost rode up in the elevator with him. And so he was there with Fred from the start. And um, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. Um, you know, just as, as people, as athletes and as coaches uh, that kind of creates a, a, a more open dialogue when those types of things happen. So obviously uh, Nebraska just threw a shout out to the football guys and said, Hey, is, is there anybody you can lend us? And you know, the football player or football staff came back and said, yeah, here's a list of guys. And they gave him, I think three or four guys and Nebraska ended up working a few of them out and ended up settling on federal and uh, banks. And I think part of that too, with Frost being willing to do that, especially at the time, um, right as spring ball was going on, was he thinks that the basketball team can maybe return the favor down the road. Uh, if they're recruiting a kid that, you know, maybe has a real desire to play two sports, that um, when football wraps up in the winter, you know, if he can join the basketball team as a walk-on, that's something that football can sell. Um, and, you know, knowing that, you know, they've already scratched Fred's back, Nebraska would probably be more than willing to help out the football program in return. Well, you're expecting things to probably pick up here sooner rather than later as far as some of these meetings. Yeah. I mean, You'd imagine by the end of the week, because they want to get – this thing settled as quickly as possible. But again, they might it, be phone meetings it, too. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee that's probably the next step they have to take, especially if guys, you know, are so far away and the travel restrictions and all that stuff. And if so, a guy's going to transfer, you got to give them some adequate time. Exactly. It, it's in the best interest of the team and the player. So uh, I would imagine by the end of the week, uh, we should have a much clearer idea of what this roster is going to look like and what the needs are going into the rest of the recruiting cycle. All right, when we come back, Husker Online intern, uh, our very bored intern, Allie Snow, <laughs> is going to join us in the studio as she is uh, stuck on, uh, stuck in a, an empty campus housing building right now, essentially. So she joined us here for the, the show, and we'll take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 
This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Right now, I would say we have uh, probably half of our student-athletes still here. We are uh, feeding them. We're going to go to a a takeout, grab-and-go. We've uh, been uh, cautious and and making sure that we are not in groups. Uh, if there are student athletes that want to work out and they're in a in a, a, a sport that needs supervision and someone there because of uh, of the nature of it, gymnastics being an example, we're going to allow that. But uh, no coaching, no f- watching film, no uh, organized team practices or anything like that uh, until further notice. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, and one of those students, not an athlete, but students at UNL, uh, still in Lincoln, is our own intern, Allie Snow, in her final semester um, here of college. First of all, Allie, how are you holding up and you know, how are you keeping yourself busy um, as you are, what, weeks away from graduation? You, you don't really know what's next. Yeah, so I've watched a lot of Netflix. I've probably watched every show every movie it's been a lot of laying around my gym clothes so i can't even go there so it's just been really boring and i honestly might work ahead on schoolwork because i'm that bored <laughs> it's been crazy well we got the mailbag still and uh, we had a chat tuesday so we just pulled our quote we had a lot of good questions in the chat so we pulled a lot of questions this week from the chat what do you have to lead off with so what was the atmosphere like at state basketball this year did people did non-family members still attend yeah, so basically what it was was every school had a pass list, and they could put really whoever they wanted on that pass list. And so if it was family members, great, but, you know, if they're friends or whatever. Basically, each player, I'm sure, got to have an input on who was on the list. So it was not just immediate family members, but it was weird. I mean, it was one of the stranger things I've experienced. I mean, just the fact that you're in a 16,000-seat arena and there's maybe a, a couple hundred people in the stands watching a, a state title game. And uh, to the credits, you know, especially Bellevue, West Miller, North, uh, those parents and friends and family created at least somewhat of a good vibe with you know, how, how rowdy they were getting. But um, that game in particular, I mean, just think that, that probably the first two bowls would have been packed in there. They might have had to open up the third tier for that type of game with that much star power, and it went down as one of the greatest finishes in state basketball history, and hardly anybody got to see it in person. So it was a real shame, but um, I understand that you know this, the precautions they took, um, but it was certainly disappointing. I'd love to know what the, the viewership numbers were Saturday night, knowing there's no other sports on TV that night. I can tell you this. I know News Channel Nebraska, you know, they did all four sites on Thursday, Friday. They had over a million web streams of the two days of all the sites combined. Um, so that was a heck of a service they provided. Um, and then NET, you know, Larry Putney and um, Andy Markowski did a, and Andy Candy did a great job on Saturday with the championship games, you know, and that's a Big Ten level broadcast with, you know, the same you know, production crew that does Big Ten games in Lincoln. So yeah. the, um, the coolest thing was that you know, all those games got put on uh, Sports Center yeah. basically every night. Like Ron Colley highlights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, like, after the game, just like Linda wa- Cohn. Yeah, watching yeah, Linda Cohn going. <laughs> Linda Cohn breaking out a Don Ron Colley game. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, there at least there was some positive to come out they, of that. They don't know the context either. Like, one of the guys is like, in tiny Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, going against, you know, the juggernaut Omaha, Ron Colley. I'm like, if you only knew, Ron Colley. Is actually the smallest class right. B school, and Scotts Bluff is the largest, I think, one of the two or three largest. And Scotts Bluff is not tiny, Nate. I mean, you, you could speak on that. It's, it's a good sized Western Nebraska community. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the school itself is, yeah, it's much larger than Ron Colley. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing was <laughs> just pretty surreal that, that uh, literally Nebraska high school basketball was one of the only sporting events taking place uh, over the weekend. And you could get bets on the games, too, I saw. even. I mean, there were some numbers put out. Yeah. But, all right, Allie, what is next? All right, so with the spring game being canceled, has it ever been canceled before? How much money does the athletic department lose? Well, I mean, they canceled the game on the rain deal a couple years ago. Yeah, 2012, was it? Um, you know, and the tickets, I think that the fans were able to get money – refunded to you or for the next there was something they tried to do to make it right but in the end i don't know if they could have at that point because everybody was in the stadium that day yeah 
They gave out a bunch of free concessions. Yeah. I know that. Tried to, <laughs> it's 10 bucks. You probably get a couple hot dogs. Call it good. It was either throw the runs away or <laughs> give them out for free. <laughs> exactly. um, but uh, Steve Rosen, our business sports writer, is putting something together on that. And, and generally the spring game, you know, it, it's, you know, the whole weekend is, you know, it, it tips around a million dollars. I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, that Nebraska is going to lose a lot of money. The bars and the restaurants and the hotels are going to lose. So yeah, and then there was a baseball game that weekend with Rutgers, I believe, that was going to be right after the red white game. That would have been eight or nine thousand. I mean, there, there's a lot of money that Nebraska will lose off that weekend. Well, just think of the city in general uh, with you know the the, the, marathon. Con- the condensed uh, state basketball, the canceling of the marathon, the baseball season being over. I mean, Lincoln Salt Dogs are probably going to get you know shut down. Uh, the spring game being canceled. I mean, there's a, I mean businesses are going to be devastated by this because of how much the Lincoln community, especially downtown, relies on sports to fund its yearly budget. And now with those sports removed. Uh, you know, it's going to be uh, well, Omaha, pretty, pretty dire times. Omaha is like, wait a minute, Lincoln. Uh, they're losing the College World Series. Yep. The swim ma- trials? Not, not yet. They have not oh, okay. announced the swim trials. But the uh, College World Series, the Major League Baseball draft, the NCAA sure. tournament, um, the Creighton uh, baseball season itself. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just been awful for all the local sports scenes. Yeah, the economic impact of all this is – is going to be unmeasured. Yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty nuts when you think about it. Um, yeah, and especially like the College World Series. I think a, a number I saw thrown around was seventy million dollars or <sighs> something that it, that it brings the city of Omaha. Um, and then just you think about all the businesses on it, on O Street and down in the Haymarket Rail Yard area uh, for for everything that was going to take place here. Uh, in Lincoln during April and, and early May with all that. Uh, I mean, it's it's significant. we got time for about two more, Allie. What's next? All right. Will we see Manning and Betts on the first day of fall practice? Um, to be determined, but I know Nebraska was confident on both from the conversations I've had. The biggest thing with Betts is, you know, he needs to be able to t- – he's going to take the ACT again with what's called accommodations, and Nate can speak on that more, um, you know, what that means. Um, but with Manning, you know, he's just got to finish his classes and graduate from the JUCO. Um, he's technically a third-year JUCO guy, so it's the GPA, I believe, on him. But I know Nebraska remained confident that both players were on track, Nate. Yeah, I think they're they're – feeling good or were feeling good about where both guys were at and the possibility or the, the prospects of them ending up, uh, you know, taking care of whatever they needed to take care of. Um, you know, but this is, it is a less than ideal situation when you're, when you're talking about, um, you know, all of junior college sports and academics I know were, were, uh, just canceled or, or whatever suspended here just over the past couple of days. Um, uh, you've had the ACT, which is what bets, uh, needs to needs to get to be uh, qualified. That was, um, you know, with the next testing date in, in April was canceled. So that's one less time that he's able to take that, I believe. Um, now he, he does qualify for uh, somewhat of a, an exemption uh, where he can take that kind of a, a private test that's proctored and uh, some different parameters uh, that, that he's qualified for. So I don't know necessarily, I don't know all the facts on that, if if uh, he can take that at any time or if it has to be on the specific date. Um, They've canceled all the spring ACT and SAT test dates too, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, the next the next possible one that he could uh, June? T- take is in June. So assuming that he can't take it whenever he wants. Uh, but yeah, so it, I mean, it's a less than ideal situation, but I, I do know that uh, Nebraska was was remaining confident in the the likelihood that both those guys were were going to end up making it to to campus. Final question, Allie, what do you have? All right, favorite favorite quarantine activity. <laughs> you know, just just keeping my kids entertained and happy. I mean, I, I don't know, like we created a game with a Mickey Mouse car with my three-year-old daughter where we put a beach ball on the floor and we slide the car across the floor and try to hit the beach ball. We, we just tried to come up with fun activities and this morning she wanted to play it again. So that's been one exciting thing. Um, I think you're going to get probably Disney Channel than Netflix out here. There's going to be kind of a, I've had a little more Netflix and Disney Plus than I really want to have. Um you know, just calling family. I mean, I, the other day, I, you know, I usually when I'm driving to Omaha, I, I call sources or job people 
I'm like, you know what? I don't have to do that today. There's nothing going on. So I called my mom, talked to her for almost an hour on the phone. So hopefully we can try to use this as a way to have better relationships with family and some friends that maybe our regular day-to-day rigors don't allow to have. Well, if there was a time to sit at home all day with your new baby, this is probably as good as it gets. So that's how I will be spending the majority of my time uh, getting that little little guy uh, ready to roll. And you know, he's he's got to start training here pretty soon. So I got to make sure he's he's ready to roll. We, I gotta Fred keep... gave him a scholarship already, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's getting looked at right now. We're kind of holding off on the recruiting process for now, but uh, we're definitely weighing options. Yeah, I, I'm, I would imagine Abdomasi is uh, is pounding your door down here yeah, pretty soon. Chris Harriman offered my daughter at uh, <laughs> at New Mexico uh, the day she was born too. So, uh, you know, we, we have a long history of Division One athletes or scholarship offerees at least. What have you been doing, Allie? I did. It's funny that you bring up Disney Plus. I watched Frozen 2 because Ooh. I just put it on oh, Disney welcome Plus. Welcome to the party. <laughs> and to the unknown. <laughs> I can sing that song because my daughters will sing it over and over again. Oh, I, can, I know every word. Yeah. Did Into you like the it better unknown. than the first one? I did, and you won't, you don't want to know why? Because it was written for an older audience, and they said it that. Was. that uh, the, the, the kids that grew up on the first one, they wrote it around their demographic being x amount of years older yeah, so or four years a little older. more mature humor some funnier yeah. jokes that parents can relate to a little so. advanced script there yeah, advanced script yeah. that's the way to say it so yes i did the old enchanted forest <laughs> yeah. it gets real man don't mess with that enchanted force uh-huh. <laughs> all right well Allie, we plan on having you next week if you can come back in because we don't even know if our other interns are around oh, yeah. um, but we as long as you're around, we'll, we'll bring you in. So I'll be here in my room. All right. Well, when you come back, <laughs> Nate Klaus and I, we're going to discuss the recruiting calendar, and Nate's going to give his big picture ideas of what he thinks might happen, which we don't know, but Nate's been around recruiting long enough to have some ideas of what he thinks, you know, where this is all headed. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Because uh, we're going to have to add uh, scholarships probably just for one year, but uh, uh, that's uh, both head counts and equivalencies for our listeners. That's uh, sports like football and, and basketball and, and volleyball that everyone gets the same scholarship. And then others that you mentioned like uh, uh, baseball and softball that divide scholarships amongst the, uh, the various members of the squad, boy, we've got to really dig into this and get a feel for what the uh, financial piece of it's going to be as well. So th- that's the next conversation as we uh, still continue to keep the, the health piece uh, as our priority. And welcome back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, final segment here of this coronavirus um, edition of the HOL show as we've tried to Sort through all the information. Uh, this final recruiting segment is brought to you by our friends at Coogler Vision. Nate Klaus, tell them about your experience with Coogler Vision. Well, a lot of talk about our health and and things like that, especially um, you know with, with my vision with Coogler Vision. Uh, you know, there's you want to trust somebody when when they're when you're giving them something like that. And, and Coogler Vision has over 600 five star reviews. Uh, one of the latest says 2020 is my year of transformation. I started it with fixing my vision. So happy that Coogler Vision was a part of that transformation. Fixing my vision was the best decision I have made. I don't know why I waited so long, and I can totally relate to that. I'm so happy that I did it, uh, and I, I urge all of you to go somewhere that has uh, has a, a proven track record. Go to CooglerVision.com and see how they can help you today. All right, Nate. Well, this is what we know about recruiting, at least the dates that have been released as far as stoppages and recruiting dead periods, at least for sure two recruiting visit weekends in April are gone. And that's that's very generous at this point. I think we all probably can agree it's going to be much more than two. Um, the spring recruiting evaluation period as we know it, which begins April 15th and ends on May 30th or May 31st, that's gone. Uh, we don't know when that's going to come back. If coaches will go out of the road, if kids aren't even in school anymore, it's going to be pointless. How do you yeah. go? If, if there's no school going on, how do you go evaluate? So what you know put your thinking cap on here how do you make this right with recruiting with the early signing period i mean could you make camp periods i mean they kind of already are open to do whatever you want but do you extend the 10-day camp rule to more day i mean i think they're gonna have to get creative to give back these recruiting weekends and to give back those evaluation days. Yeah, I, I definitely think first and foremost you're gonna have to probably extend the 
the uh, the official visit date into July. To, yeah, into, into July. Um, because as it is right now, it's from April first until the last weekend in June. And it's actually June twenty twenty second. Um, June June nineteenth is the final weekend, not Friday, and yep. then the twenty first is the last day, and then it goes dead from June twenty second all the way through to to July twenty fourth, I believe, and so. I think that they're going to have to extend that, um, you know, especially if we're talking about uh, n- nothing being able to happen until, you know, at some point into June. Um, and I also think that, you know, every school has 10 camp days where, where the coaches can be, you know, at either holding camp on their campus or, or out attending, you know, satellite camps or things of that nature. I, I think that they're going to really have to adjust that. Uh, adjust the hardball rule. Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> if, if the spring evaluation period fails to happen. And so, I mean, you're talking about six weeks where coaches are typically out on the road. Um, in, in traversing the country and, and able to, you know, they're they're not only are they seeing uh, upcoming juniors, but they're being able to to see, you know, upcoming sophomores and freshmen, or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of ground that that ha- that is covered in in the spring evaluation period that is not going to happen anymore. And um, you know, and it, not only do coaches rely on that, but kids rely on it too to to kind of kickstart their um, their recruiting process. I mean, I, and I look at a guy like uh, Heinrich Harburg out of Kearney Catholic, and uh, you know, this is a, a quarterback in in the state of Nebraska is not you know, um, you know, it's it's especially in the middle of the state at a place like Kearney. I mean, that's not you, if you're a school recruiting a quarterback, you you kind of have to go out of your way to make it out to Kearney. And so I think the spring was going to be huge for him because uh, I think he's got Power Five tools. But, um, you know, schools are going to have to kind of go out of their way to, to get out there to Kearney and make a specific trip there just for him, just for one guy. Because it's not like, you know, if you go to Kearney that you can go ahead and catch 10 other D1 kids on your way out there. Um, and so, I mean, a guy I look at a guy like him and, and he's really going to hurt from the spring evaluation period not being not happening. And. Note this too, Nate. Uh, Chicago. They just announced in Kearney here on Tuesday that their United Airlines flights from Chicago to Kearney are no longer. They stopped them uh, because of the coronavirus. Now they still have Denver flights into Kearney, um, but you know that I mean, <laughs> every little thing helps. Yeah. I mean, that might be one or t- that could have been one or two more coaches that could get out there easier on a mm-hmm. commercial flight. Um, so yeah, there there's a lot there. Um, yeah. You know, it, you just keep your fingers crossed that June camps can happen. Yeah. Um, and if they can, events like the mega camp, holy smokes, in St. Louis yeah. and some of these bigger, bigger satellite camps, um, you know, events like maybe Nebraska's lineman camp. I mean, some of these things, if they can, if we can get through this and get to that and allow those events to happen, um, all of a sudden the stakes are going to be way higher at these events. Yeah. I mean, there's every kid, it's going to, they're going to go from being, uh, good things to attend. If you're a, per, a prospective student athlete to being like must, must attend type of events. If you're a kid who's wanting to be recruited and, um, you know, and, and that's why I think that they're, they're definitely going to have to expand, look at that, that 10 day rule and, and expand upon that. Um, just because, I mean, it's only fair for the coaches and it's definitely only fair for the kids that they get the opportunity to be seen by, uh, by as many, many, uh, many colleges as, as possible. And I know, you know, we, we're talking about the, the big junior day that was canceled last weekend. And obviously the, the spring game is always a huge one, but also keep in mind that, um, this is the time of year where kids are on spring break and they're they're making their rounds and, and taking their visits. And I mean, there's always a steady stream of unofficial visitors that were making their way to Lincoln. And, and now that's not happening. And not only are they not visiting Lincoln, but they're not going anywhere right now. So, um, you know, I know from the some of the recruits I've talked with, it is kind of frustrating because they don't know what when, it you know, all their travel plans are shot for the spring and they don't know when uh, they're they're going to be able to kind of resume that type of uh, activity. Now, can you uh, the rules are always so hard to understand for juniors and sophomores, but can a, you text a junior and say, hey, FaceTime me right now or FaceTime Coach Frost. And then they call and FaceTime Coach Frost on their phone initiating the call. That would be legal, right? That's legal for a 2021 recruit. And a lot of that's going to happen. then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that happens all the time, regardless if it's a dead period or a quiet period or or a full out contact period or whatever. That happens all the time. FaceTime's like the new handwritten letter almost. Yeah, basically. Uh, Now, the hard thing is, is like, 
and and I don't think a lot of a lot of prospects fully understand this because I don't know if every school necessarily follows the rules, but underclassmen, so like the 2022 class and 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 lower, um, you know, technically they can't have any direct contact, whether it's a text message, Twitter or, message, even. or a, yeah, a direct message on Twitter. Um, they can't have that type of contact with coaches. And, and so, you know, I know with Nebraska's uh, junior day that got canceled, they had actually a really, really solid group of underclassmen with 2022 and even some 2023 recruits that were going to make their way to campus. Um, and that was going to be big because they, they, they would have been able to obviously have any type of contact with them on campus and, and in person, but they can't have that kind of, kind of contact you know, uh, electronically, whether it's text or, or through social media or whatever. So uh, that's, that's definitely going to take a hit. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. I guess the silver lining in all this, though, is Nebraska at least is far ahead right now in 2021. Um, they, you know, they've got a good handle on the top of their board. They've had a number of those guys on campus multiple times. They've got multiple commits. Um, yeah, just not having that spring game, though, as we know, we won't know what that's going to do long term. But just an idea that came to my mind, Nate, if, if you can have Friday Night Lights, you almost got to take advantage of that and say to Husker fans, come on out to Friday Night Lights. We have to try to get 20,000 fans in the stadium to impact some of the recruits that are going to be in town that week. And I, I just think you have to get creative to utilize your fans that you didn't get to utilize for the spring game. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and I think the fans would be receptive to that. I think to be starving for any type of sporting event or anything anything that has to do with the Huskers and, and Nebraska football at that point in time. So I, I think that's definitely something that, that has got to happen and, and more than likely probably will happen. But um, but you're right. I mean, they are for the first time under Scott Frost. They are ahead of the game. Uh, they were finally able to to spend the month of January working ahead and and not just evaluating this upcoming class, but but doing uh, a lot of the legwork and evaluating the 2022 and 2023 classes. And uh, you know, they do have three commitments right now. And uh, even though the the spring game is usually kind of the the tipping off point heading into the summertime and everything, I think that uh, you know they're still in a really good spot compared to where they typically are at this point in the game. Well, thank you everybody for joining us here. Uh, it's not been obviously good times for anybody out there. Um, we encourage you to go out, support your local businesses, help them through this time. Um, as you know, we're just trying to be here as another outlet for Husker fans um, at Husker Online to, to talk about the issues. And, and we're going to continue to tell you the story and, and what's going on each week. So uh, we plan to be here as well for a regular show next week. Uh, but that wraps it up here. Thanks again. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.